G'day punters, welcome to the Mailbags preview show. We've got a couple of races we're going to preview from Flemington, race three and race five, as well as race five from Doombin. We'll be providing a bit of a staking plan, just trying to get things a bit more official as we head in towards spring. Big time for year. We're going to be making lots of cash. It's going to be great. But, guys, before we get into that, Shane Curlio, Jack Dickens, the Olympics. What's been happening? Have you been enjoying, indulging? I was watching the rock climbing last night. I must say, that event is absolute batshit. You guys get around it? I didn't see the rock climbing. I, I do recommend anyone who's a bit of a human to go and check out the story behind the Indian skipper of the female hockey team. See, it's quite a quite a tale. But um, I suppose it's all. You never thought it'd get better than Titmus and the swimmers, but Pistol Pete Bowl, he's dominated. Curls, thoughts? Far from it, Jackie. Led and ran fourth off a slow tempo. Um, <laughs> now, I, I, I said that, I say that because nothing has grinded or ground my gears like racing Twitter attributing racing vernacular to every event at the Olympics. Talk about wanting to just fucking end yourself. After every event, someone has to tweet, oh, the, the wet track at the hurdles and he just slipped at the first and didn't handle the going and fucking pulled up with her. I was like, fuck up, idiot. It's not funny. It was funny the 57th time I read it on the first day of the Olympics. <laughs> so it's sort of like after the Italians won the 100-metre sprint and the high jump, I sort of lost interest. Um, but i tell you what, uh, Jack, Peter Bowl ran, led and ran fourth. Now, every other Toowoomba athlete I know would have just kept running right <laughs> through the line. No, that's a lie. Only if back late. <laughs> oh, sorry. Now, obviously, Peter was a bit wobbly on the fair late. Yeah, a bit wobbly. Uh, yeah. uh, look, let's give him a participation medal because he ran fourth. Congratulations. Like... Well, just have a, have a thought for any older Australians out there who are vision impaired, who uh, just might have a bit of ingrained racism in them, and it just thoroughly confused this morning when Peter Bowles ran fourth at the Olympics and he sounded very, very Australian. But apparently he's Sudanese, a Sudanese Australian. Curly, are you an Italian Australian? Uh, uh, well, it depends on what generation I'm talking yeah. to. Like, you know, people are my, you know. People of you know, the older generation would think I oh, am. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't just see Peter Bowl as just an Aussie doing his best. 100%. I've, I thought the way he spoke post the event was very, very. I still beautiful. feel like that we treat it like a novel, though, like it's a novelty thing. But he didn't. He was gutted he before. You know, I just felt like in his mind he failed, yeah. but he, but yeah, he still exactly. used, that, used that, like, that. that opportunity to like use words that unite Australia, don't divide Australia. He was a incredible human being. Good on him. Yeah, we've seen some great post race interviews on, on that sort of stuff, you know, like about, you know, they genuinely athletes genuinely feeling the love from, you know. On that, just trying to keep this quick, but hasn't Jason Richardson got about fifteen lengths on the bloke who was doing the pool? And is that because he spends his professional life interviewing tiny people who have no interest in communicating and giving him anything with which to work with versus these young athletes who are using this opportunity to further their profile and gain recognition, which will equal cash. Has Richo's like education in the racing system just made him one of the elite broadcasters? He is, 
you take it for granted when you're watching .com. He's dominated over there. Dominating along with the master. Bruce. Oh, Bruce and Hamish last night. And, and it, in case you missed it, just just turn on Twitter. <laughs> oh, it's still it's good. It's unbelievable, it's, eh? It's good. Did anyone talk to their partners at home, do you reckon, anymore? Anyway. Anyway, um, the best thing about it is is that we all give a shit right now and then we won't give a shit about them for another four years. So I look forward to the four years off and then well, actually it's only three years for the next Olympics and we'll re-engage then. <laughs> Patty. Like, go, okay. and, go and run and swim for exercise and fitness. <laughs> See you in three years. Yes, indeed. They're actually talking with Dani Titness. I don't think she had been out of the pool for more than two weeks since she was seven, I think she said. And now she has to spend ah. two weeks in quarantine, so... Good luck to her and the rest of the athletes going stir-crazy and not overindulging in the Olympic Village like any other year on record. That's probably a, probably a little bit difficult to deal with. I would be going stir-crazy. Um, Flemington Race 3, Jack Dickens. Lombardo's favourite at $3.70 from Zesty Bell at six fifty. Overkill at seven fifty. The rest are in double figures. It's a really big field. What's the angle? Big field. So so anticipating decent speed here. Zutons, Ashford Street, Madame Bioli, Lombardo, Overkill, high risk. Sort of the speed, I think Rolling Moss, Lady Pluck, Ab Sailor, and La Bella Costa next. Now, the horse that we've backed already, we took $8.50 and $9. It's into $6.50 now. That's number 14, Zesty Bell. Zesty Bell gets possibly the biggest upgrade of rider in Victoria at the moment. Opperman off, D-Lane on. For those younger blokes out there, younger guys or girls who are playing a bit of FIFA or something, this is like a guy you've... <laughs> drafted who's come into your system with no player pitcher just he's like black or white sort of thing and he's a 67 and 80 he could uh, 67 70 and he could end up being a superstar but he's not yet d lanes you know zatan or something he's an 88 90 sort of operator and this is a big upgrade this horse has won down the straight before peter you and i remember that very very well um that was second up last prep this is third up it was an absolute barrier trial last time um not suited was good first up was good enough second up uh, the jockey switch signals a big amount of intent for me and back to a track where it's trained and a track where it's won before and importantly won down the straight, which is a big thing um, I like to find when we're betting down the straight, which we're going to be talking about these two races today. Uh, number three, Zorro's Dream keeps Will Price, who... Oh, dear. I didn't like the ride last time and I'm not going to suffer it again this time, but I, I think it is a, a backable price if you do want to follow up. I think it's about the right price right now. Uh, I, I do think there'll be good speed here, but it, I don't want to be worse like back near the, the tail, which is where uh, particularly Mo Deer, who's a good track and trip horse, will be. Um, there's, a, there's a Hobson horse here, number 12. Um, for whatever reason, the Hobson horses go good down the straight. They always do, and knew it is riding, who is flying. Uh, pay some respect to it. And again, with Zorro's Dream, I, I thought I could let it go without us, just with Barrier 2 down the straight in a big field. If they did hug the inside and the rail's out 10 here, it's in an awful position for young Will Price. Whereas, whatever way they go, D-Lane from 19, eight times out of 10, I want to be outside on the grandstand side down the straight, and that's where we're going to be here. I think we'll be sort of three or four pairs off the lead, and we'll be winning with number 14, Zesty Bell. Full stop. Okay, that's Flemington race three down the straight. We'll go to race five on the card, which is a benchmark 84, also down the straight, 1,100 metres once more. Deep speed for Carr and McAvoy. 
equal favourite with Oxley oh. Road for Nolan and Moody. Uh, both around 4.40, best available Thursday morning. Calcani Royale, Will Price, $7.50 for Corstens. Miss Albania, it's a horse. $8 for Liam Reardon and the guy whose name I can't pronounce, so I won't. I drag and myself that's, into that's deep. Thing. For anyone who's a you know an ingrained sickness sufferer in Victoria, that's deep speed for McAvoy, not deep force, which is this horse. McAvoy with a post-race report for deep force. Uh, what an appalling piece of horsemanship and riding this was by Fred Kersley. He's got the audacity to come back in and say he was on a nice piece of grass where all the winners were coming from on the turn. And uh, the horse didn't have the explosive finish. What an idiot. Um, that'll be his last ride for me. He had an opportunity to come back and get in and be, have some cover, but uh, elected to sit out there and kept pressing on the horse who didn't have the speed to go forward. So um, uh, he's suggesting the horse needs blinkers. I'm suggesting um, Fred Kersley needs a blindfold. Um, so please don't judge your horse on today. Thank you. Evidently, Fred, Fred was right. Yeah, he was right. <laughs> Because that horse was sold for $10,000 to Hobson and uh, put in an awful performance first up for Hobbo at Swan Hill a couple of weeks ago. So uh, one and, to Fred, zero to Tony. And has now been speared from the Hobson yard to Chris Haywood. There you go. So, probably probably a little run. bit harsh there on Fred, but if you're getting, you're getting excited that that might be the old owner-update horse, it's not. This is deep speed with less convictions than deep force. Okay, so... I'm confused now. I've gone cross-eyed. Who are we backing? <laughs> Not that horse. Okay. Uh, we're gonna. So in the previous race, Peter, we're gonna have a hundred dollars straight out at the six fifty on um, Zesty Bell, right? Yeah. This race, we're gonna have fifty dollars on two horses. We're gonna back number eight, Kelkani Royale. And number 15, Miss Albania. Cool. Miss Albania has Liam Reardon, which is a little bit scary, but on speed, doesn't have to overthink this. Just go as sort of quick as you can. Keep the horse in a nice rhythm. I think Enver Yusevich is absolutely airborne, and uh, the horse will go big. The, the, Kevin Corsons is a very good trainer, and we've got Will Price. Now, Will Price can sit behind a good amount of speed here. I, I think it sits in the second or third pair. Um it's, it's deep in a preparation. This is probably the last time I want to be with it. But it's just a, it's, it's a box-ticking horse here at the price. I thought it would be half the price they went up. Um, it, it's had one go track and trip for a second. Uh, that was a decent performance behind Paul's Regret, which we backed that day. And if you remember, like it was absolutely steamed, Paul's Regret. It was a massive, massive go. Um, the form, like, this, this Kilcarney Royals ran fourth at Cranbourne, to Ancestry. Like, Ancestry was running around group races, decent ones last prep. Uh, I think this horse is, is flying and in the right camp to sort of maintain the preparation. Um, and then the other horse we're going to be with is Miss Albania, who was absolutely not suited at all. In a, I think it was a pretty good race there first up at Caulfield. The winner was Plaquette. It was Ollie who gave that sneaky ride, avoiding the win up the inside. Uh, Jay Carr and a couple of others swooped from the outside. Uh, Miss Albania sat in the lead. You know, the, the first and second horses swooped from last, so it's not suited in that race shape. Um, Favourite to be suited here. Um, it, its form is, is strong. Uh, I, I think it's going to go really, really close to winning, and all it has to do is just sort of not go too slow early here. 
But so fifty dollars on the fifteen Miss Albania and fifty dollars on the eight Kelkani Royale. Okay. Quick thoughts on Oxley Road, the two. Watch the market. Um, there's a few watch the market sort of horses here, but I'm not going to overthink it. Um, really like easier easier not to back because Craig Williams is, isn't riding and Luke is, um, and Barrier One. So not not a big knock, Luke, but just he's not Craig Williams and Barrier One here. I don't think's ideal. Okay, that is fair enough. Flemington, good card overall. Lots of familiar names resuming there. Looks like a, a nice little precursor to spring, which seems to be every single weekend at the moment. So exciting times. Are we on course? Are you back on course? Not on course. Uh, we are we are investigating that uh, at, at the moment. But just to recap, $100 straight out on Zesty Bell in race three and $50 each on Kilcarney Royale and Miss Albania in race five at Flemington. Lovely jubbly. Let's head to Doombin Race 5, benchmark 72. Shane Curlio, over 1,600 metres. You've got Wham, favourite at $3.70 from Adelaide's 5.50. Alderman, $8. So's Make Don, Macadon. And that's that's the race. That's the race. Uh, that's the race. Forget the rest. My um, speed map showing there. Yep, yep. Okay, so uh, I've got Alderman uh, finding the fence first. Deadly Sins and Adelaide both on-speed winners last time they went around. Um, certainly looking to push forward from their barriers. I think Wham crosses Blacklog, who now gets a run with the scratchings. And then uh, I think they'll sort themselves out pretty quickly and find their positions there reasonably quickly. Um, and like I said, I think that's the, you know, they're the... Adelaide's Alderman and Wham are the first three in the market. Um, hard not to be impressed by Wham's performance last start. Um, it was first up, admittedly, at Toowoomba and beat a bunch of goats. Um, but it's how it did it and how it, um, and the data backed it up, particularly uh, on the punning form data. Some very strong figures. Now, Straight to 1600, which was, you know, could be a query on the fitness, but I, I did happen to, to go back and it did have a, a, a number of jump outs. Like it had a good three 925 metre jump outs slash trials sort of before it resumed. Um, and it looks like it's come back extremely well and it has some very strong figures. Now it hasn't won at the mile, it's won three times, I think, at the 1400, but it did lead. Uh, and just got run down um, at Sandown a couple back um, when it did sort of get to the mile. It was a decent horse, and it ran around good horses. Yeah, it ran second to high and dry, and then it it had form like Groundswell, uh, Black Sail, Serengeti, uh, like that benchmark 78 sort of type grade. So it wasn't sort of far off, and... It's just sort of come here, and it looks, looks we improved a little bit with Hatchie on it. I think it was uh, with Hatchie training it. Like I said, it had plenty of trials and jump outs, and it did put them away pretty comfortably. Uh, and just with a map here as well, it, just, it does get a lot of favours um, from the map. I think, you know, Alderman is definitely a chance. It leads. The stable's actually in pretty good form. James Orman's riding in good form as well. Um, and then you've got Adelaide, who was a last start winner, um, when it was able to find the front and dictate on a track that sort of suited 
on speed runners that day. So they're all pretty well exposed, those horses. And I know Wham, you know, I know it is sort of like six-year-old or whatever it is, but uh, it just looks like one of those horses that it's just extremely well placed here if coming from Melbourne, um, you know, it's a dropping grade to this sort of so – it's only a 72 on a Saturday. So it's not as if it's, a, you know, like a genuine – proper Saturday race. It's still a 72. So plenty of flavours there. Marked at $3. Uh, taken around four twenty. Um, sort of half betted early. Um, and we'll just see where it ends up on the day. Obviously, tracks have been a little, a little, little, little hard to sort of um, get a finger on um, how they're playing. And we've seen that with Eagle Farm the last couple of weeks. And Dooman can be, prefer to be sort of on speed near the fence than not. So, um, Happy to take a half a half a position early on this and see how the day plays out, but I think it's one of of one of about three or four horses that are firm in the market that just get perfect maps on Saturday and um, taking a few positions. But this one I thought was, you know, was uh, was a good bet. It's uh, fresh sort of form, and I think it can handle these. Sounds good to me. So just to recap overall, if you're taking the current price curls, you're happy with the three dollars seventy. Yeah, look, I have marked it three dollars based on how I anticipate the track will play in it. Sort of box uh, sitting in the coffin, and yeah, I think it's a three dollars is a fair price. I think it, I think it'll start around that price, and I think potentially, um, you know, Alderman will maybe firm a touch. Adelaide's will be solid around that five dollar fifty quote, and sort of expect the rest to drift if the track plays as expected, and those three sort of settle first round run. All right, very good. Sounds excellent, boys. Uh, we'll just do a quick recap of suggested bets. Curls, you're with Wan in race five there at Doombin. Dickens. Yeah, you're on mute. It's not a bad oh. thing, guys. 100, race three, number 14, Zesty. Quite a price. We took 9.50, so now we're taking... 650, so 100 at 650, and then uh, race five, number eight, Kalkani Royale, and number 15, uh, Miss Albania, 50 on each at 750 and $8. Lovely jubbly. Uh, we'll also have the Sydney preview Friday morning with Mark Sheen, Mark Roden. Looking forward to that. Uh, there'll be mounting yard mail from Belmont. Might be the last time I'm out there this for the next little while. I'm not sure. Maybe not. No one knows. It's COVID. Bonus has been cancelling flights. I might not actually be able to leave the state, but anyway. All the more uh, betting for me. And Curls, you've got Doombin, Toowoomba, and Gold Coast. Yep. Bloody outstanding. All right, boys. Go well. Goodbye for now. Bye for now.